The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Welcome to the show Thursday live from the SWBC Mortgage Living Room. In Frisco, Texas, Shannon Gross, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels. We are Nateless today. Yeah. Nate Newton having some difficulties. So Chef Jesse is back in the building. We'll be Let cooking it up today. Cook. Let just cook. Oh Let man. Let just cook. We got uh <laughs> Nate is having technical difficulties, so he will not be joining us. Chris is having technical difficulties too, because I'm hearing all kinds of echo. <laughs> we'll get that under control. There we go. There we go. Right, there we go. Now we're in business. All right. Man, where do we start today? Today is Thursday, and hopefully by next week, I will get this poster hung on the wall behind me so I don't have to keep rolling <laughs> it up in front of you guys. I know. I'm, I'm going to get it fixed eventually. I'm going to get it fixed eventually. All right. Let's talk. You know what? Let's start with... Let's start with Sean. Let's start Lee. with good news. Let's yeah. start with good news. Let's do okay. good news. Let's let's do, you, do good news. Let's, you know what's good former news? Former Dallas Cowboy, Des Bryant. Yes, the Ravens. Supposedly yeah. signing this morning with the Ravens. I the saw X that. Is back yeah. to their practice squad. So, you know, all of his workouts are, have paid off and they've, you know, they flew him in this morning. And so if everything passed with the physical and all the COVID stuff and the workout works all well. Uh, Des will be a Baltimore Raven. He'll be on their practice squad, but you know the new rules with the practice squad. You can bring guys up and down. So Des will be uh, hopefully on a team by the end of business day. So shout out to Des Bryant and his team uh, for getting him back on the field. He hasn't played in the NFL. He hasn't played in the NFL game since December 2017. Yeah, it's been a while. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Do, do you expect him, Jesse, being a wide receiver and being out of the game that long, do you expect him to have any kind of impact this season, or is that kind of a setup move for, for next season? No, I think this is a setup move for late season playoff. Mm. I, I think with this team, you look at what the Ravens do, um, to add that kind of dimension in the red zone will do wonders for what they want to do with Lamar Jackson, especially those tight ends. So mm-hmm. given a guy like that, uh, the red zone opportunities, you know, you got to respect that fade ball. Um, you got to respect that. So uh, I think this is more for a late season playoff type push and adding that extra extra animal in the red zone that they have to now account for. I'm surprised they, he didn't sign somewhere sooner, given the way the practice squad works this year with being able to add veterans and bring him up and down, that sort of thing. It, it's good to see him. Good to see him back in the league. Yeah. I'm happy I'm for happy it, for man. Him. I am too. I am he's, well. he's he's a guy that's even though he's been out of the league, he's you know he's stayed engaged. He he watches the games on the weekends. He still, you know, he's still got a lot of guys that he played with on this team that he, you know, uh, keeps up with and talks about on Twitter every every Cowboys game Sunday. So, um, mm-hmm. you, you you like to see people that are as passionate as he is 
Um, sometimes too passionate, some would argue, but you you know you can tell he actually loves the game and loves being around the guys. And you know I I, I love seeing you know something like that where you know he's he's not done yet. So I think that'll be a really cool thing. Another guy that's yep. another good news, Randy Gregory. We didn't talk about this yesterday, but eligible to play on Sunday. Do we think there's a chance in hell that he sees the field, or has he got three or four weeks to get conditioned <laughs> and, and all that stuff before he – I mean, we could use the help, but Jesse, as, as a player, would he be ready to play Sunday, or has he got two or three or four weeks left before he can get there? So my – now, correct me if I'm wrong, Kurt Shannon. When they reinstated him, he still had the ability to be at the facility, correct? He didn't have correct. to stay away from the facility. Right. And he He's, was – He's been working out for. He's been working out, right? Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, as far as shape, now working out, has he been working out and has he been practicing, or this is his first week actually practicing? No, I think he's been able to practice too. Right. I I believe the same thing. So, if he's been practicing and he's been here, I mean, he's been here for six weeks. So, you know, giving those guys a look on his practice squad, uh, you know, scout team type stuff. Hell, what do we have to lose at this yeah, point? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? At this point in time, we're looking for anything that's going to give us a spark, any live body that's going to give us some action, anybody that we can give an assignment to and they can actually execute it. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't, I, if he doesn't play, I'm like, well, why didn't he play? Like, because you need the bodies. Yeah. You need mm-hmm. the bodies, you fresh body, active body. Um, and you know this is a game where you can't you can't lose to the football team of Washington. <laughs> you can't. So I I mean I, I want to get guys after their offensive line is not that good. I want to get guys Randy, Everson, Demarcus, um, uh, uh, Alden. I know he had the next stinger you know, kind of this week. But I want to get guys after this quarterback. I want Kyle Allen to feel the pressure. I want Kyle Allen to be touched. I want Kyle Allen to be. Uh, uh, the, I want I want him to feel the pressure. I want him to feel the heat. So if that means putting in Randy Gregory for 20, 25 snaps, I'm with it. I think it'll be you, interesting to see who, who they bench. Yeah, who do you sit? Him. Because, you know, are they going to sit one of the young guys? I think we're all kind of at the point we'd like to see these young guys get a chance. You know, Bradley and A and uh, some of the guys in the middle. Uh, Hamilton had a good game, you know, relatively speaking, last week. Gallimore. But, you know, do you sit a... A Griffin or a Poe or a Crawford. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you can sit. You can sit Poe. I mean, he'll be doing the exact same thing he's doing <laughs> on the bench that he's yeah. actually doing in the game. So you won't. You won't miss. You'll, you'll probably gain something by him not being on the field because all he's doing is taking up not even good space. He's just there and getting. He's pulling up grass with his cleats. That's so. that's what I hope they do. I hope they let these young guys play now. Remember, Alden Smith popped up on the injury report this week with a neck. Yeah, oh, yesterday. Yeah. So that's what. Uh, yeah, this is the week for him to be sitting down. Well, he pra- he practiced. He he'll practice a little bit yesterday. Practice more today. So you know they'll still see and and you know you know maybe they don't have to take anybody off if. You know, if if you're down a Zach Martin this game, you know, with his such concussion and stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't know. That they'll if he's available to go, then I think he should be up. But to remember go. you have to you have to bring yeah, in eight offensive linemen 
to uh, per. Do we even have? Well, yeah, but if, if you, the new rule is if you bring eight <laughs> offensive linemen, you can bring the two off the practice squad and they can play. Does that make sense? If you don't, if you don't suit up eight, you can't have those yeah, extra two guys, and you're always going to want those extra two guys. Obviously, I got you. Okay. So it doesn't matter if the guy's hurt; he's going to have right. pads and a shoulder shoulder pads and a helmet on. Gotcha. Mm. Another guy that that Sean Lee spoke yesterday. Kurt, do you? have any idea what that's what that's all about is he getting ready to play was that just kind of checking in no, him I saying think, hey i'm still here you know yeah i think it, like jesse kind of i think i can't remember he said it in a tweet or a text but it, i think it's just a veteran trying to calm down the room a little bit yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and i don't know jesse you tell tell us you know was he doing I, to me he's probably doing that more for the media and fans than he is for the team itself but i don't know did, did, will that resonate any with the players? No, that that was that, that that's strictly media driven stuff. Let let me send a veteran guy who people respect, whose word is is respected across the league, uh, to the fan base, and let Captain Sean Lee calm the rocky waters. You know, and and what he said was what you wanted a guy like Sean Lee to say. Say, listen, we don't really take well. You know, we don't really listen to anonymous sources. Can you really trust anonymous sources? Is it even real? Can it be somebody that was in the locker room? Maybe it wasn't. So he, he, they sent the one guy who people know and respect to go out to face the media to say the right things. Because you, you know, we all speculated on who it was or who it may be, and so you don't want to put those guys in front of the camera to get berated with those questions. But for me, I think Sean Lee was the perfect person to put out there. Um, and this is a guy who not even, like, and this is how you look at it. What, what was the purpose of Sean Lee even speaking? Like, why was Sean Lee speaking? He's not playing right. this weekend. Yeah. He's not a part of the game plan. He hasn't done anything significant all season long. So there was no need for Sean Lee to be in front of the camera. But great job by Rich Dalrymple for getting the right people to go in front of the camera to say the right things, to send that message out to the masses, to kind of just kind of calm the waters a little bit. It's still a little bit rocky. But Captain Lee came out and just gave that, a statement to kind of see, calm the waters. And, that, and that's weird to me because PR doesn't usually do things like that. Usually they're more of a hands-off approach and just they don't – our PR staff doesn't do a, a lot of, I guess, you know, kind of spinning in situations like that when it comes to the football stuff. So you think that was a PR move or do you think that was Sean Lee saying, hey, I need to get control of this and, and – get this was that the player was it player driven or was it pr driven or was it coaching driven what do you 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 think that was pr driven jesse i I think it was i think it was calculated i don't think it was uh uh just a random occurrence where sean lee wanted to come out and say something i think it was a calculated and i just say rich dalrymple i don't know if it was actually rich dalrymple so rich don't please don't text or call me and fuss me out um but i it, it just felt calculated it felt like this was the statement we should put out, this was not, not necessarily a statement, but this is the player who we should have speak on this matter right now. And this guy, like I said, what, what has Sean Lee done that we want to even hear from him at this point in time? And I don't, and I don't mean that in, in a very, I don't mean that in an angry way or a facetious way. I'm just saying, what is Sean Lee doing that we need to hear from him? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he's, he's not the quarterback. He's not the star running back. Like he doesn't fit any of those categories of a guy that we want to hear from right now. He's not announcing that he's coming back this week, right? Nothing about Sean Lee speaking 
in that particular moment about that particular topic at that particular time, it, to me, it seems that this was orchestrated by someone, whoever it may be. It just didn't seem like, oh, yeah, today's Tuesday. What's today? Thursday. Today's Wednesday. So let's get Sean Lee in front of the camera. For what? We haven't heard from Sean Lee in five weeks. <laughs> we, haven't heard one, we haven't heard one thing from Sean Lee. Yeah. Yeah. And that's maybe why I, he's, at this point, I mean, if he was playing, maybe the players might, might, he might be able to step up in the room and say something. But right now, he's just, like you said, it's kind of moved on and, and left to this, you know, injured guys are just sort of forgotten in some ways. Maybe I coach called. Maybe co- coach called Rich and told him to fix this ish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's another thing that I've been thinking about with, <laughs> with Coach McCarthy is you, and I know the coach has been in this league for a very long time, but even as a player, like my first team was Cincinnati, and then I came to the Cowboys, and it was like, whoa, when it comes to the media coverage and how things grow and blow up with this particular team and it was it was shocking to me and then I went on to New England and it was a completely different vibe when it came to media and publicity and things of that nature and I, I was thinking yesterday and I wasn't on on the throne but I was just thinking <laughs> um thanks like, for throwing that in there like Mike for coach McCarthy is like you spent a lot of time in Green Bay and that's not a very big media driven market, you know, small mm-hmm. town, small kind of really, you know, intimate setting that you have there in Green Bay. But when you came here, like, did you think that you would be having to deal with this much media criticism and having to answer questions and be on multiple radio shows? And every time you look up, you're the lead at, you know, on all the three letter, four letter networks. And, you know, it, you know what I'm saying? On the internet, like, I, like, that's something that I, I don't think many players or many coaches realize until you're actually sitting in the seat with the star on your helmet or on your chest, because this has to be, this has to be something completely different than what he's been used to. Yeah, yeah, we talked for sure. Yeah, we talked about that last night on Cowboys Crosstalk. You know, we had Dat Win was was on the show with us, and uh, from the fan, we had uh, Mike Fisher was on, and then and then I hosted, and then Nate was on with us. And that's one thing we talked about on the show is if that comment gets made in Jacksonville, I mean, that that probably doesn't even make local sports page or local sports news. You know, a practice squad guy for the Cowboys says that and all of a sudden it's on, you know, it's on national news and it's a two day story, not just one news cycle. We're still talking about it. So, you know, that's (laughs) that's just the power of of the Dallas Cowboys is they're always going to be a story. They're always going to be in the news. And Hey, ownership likes that ownership loves to be, you know, they love for the Cowboys name to be talked about. So, I mean, that's something that's, you know, any news is good news, right? Any news is good news. I mean, being, being (laughs) top of mind and being in the conversation is, is a good thing around here. So that's, you know, Jesse, talk a little bit about that. You've been to a couple of different stops, Cincinnati, you know, New England, we've talked about it on the show before, but just does that as a player, does that affect your your mentality or the way you do your business when you come here and the light is so bright? And I know obviously after football, there's opportunities during the season. There's opportunities for for shows and things like that. But does it does it affect you, I guess, kind of your 
persona or your personality or the way you go about your your business off the field whenever you're exposed to the brand and the star? We we talked about this a little bit last year with and you guys had Mike Fisher on your show last night. I, I guess he kind of like coined this phrase was, you know, 53 brands. And with with that is that, you know, even when I was I, when I first came to the Cowboys, my first year the Cowboys, I did the entire year on the practice squad. Now I'm coming off a show, and that off season I made about thirty five to forty five thousand dollars in autograph signings. Hmm. I didn't play one down. <laughs> I didn't play one down. Wow! Like think about that for a second. My first year here, two thousand and nine, after coming from the show, I was on the practice squad the entire year. I did not play one down. And I'm and I'm not exaggerating. It, it was a smooth thirty to forty five thousand dollars that I made that off season from autograph <laughs> signings wow. and appearances. Now you and were a reality was, TV star, so I yeah, get it. I get it, but I didn't play one down. Like <laughs> I didn't play one snap. I didn't play one snap at all. And the request was still there. The people still wanted to be and to meet and to have. It was it was easy. It was easy money. But that just gives you a small example of what Dallas is. Everybody has shows. And then when I went to New England, it was nothing like that. And I remember a conversation that Bill Belichick had. That surprises me. And we always bring this up. You know, we always do the comparison of what, you know, the Patriots do. And I I do this because, to me, they're the gold standard, right? They're, They're the Rolex of the National Football League. They're the they're the you know, the Mercedes Benz, right? Everything is compared to the best. And I remember sitting in a meeting and kind of almost just like housekeeping stuff. And Bill Belichick said, you know, he goes, listen, once September comes, you belong to me. I don't want to see mall appearances. I don't want to see club appearances. I don't want to see autograph signings. From September to February, you belong to me. Anything that is not approved by me, you will pay the punishment for. Mm. So, like, if you're going to do commercials and all that kind of stuff, and, and, and the prime example was, look at Gronk. Gronk did all his wild and crazy stuff when? In the offseason. Offseason, yeah. During the season, mm-hmm. you never heard from Gronk. You never saw Gronk. Why is that? That was the Bill Belichick effect. And it was, come September, we're, this is nothing but football. I, I don't want to hear about commercials. I don't want to hear about appearances. I don't want to... Why, why have we never... We've never seen or heard anything when the New England Patriots go on a bye week. About anyone going anywhere, doing... Nothing, never. Never. If you, you know, the only person who did a weekly radio show was Tom Brady when he did, you know, what, what he had the national one that he would do um, then, but again, if it wasn't approved by Bill Belichick, so there wasn't the middle of the mall autograph signings, <laughs> there wasn't the club appearances, and 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 in that city, Bill was so connected that you know stuff would get back to him, and what you didn't want was stuff to get back to him because he didn't care who you were, you were going to pay the penalty for it. Was it, was the media pressure though? It's inten- I would think Boston media would be in- as intense as it is down here, but. Yeah, but 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 it was it's still that's the culture that Bill Belichick created. Like I, I don't care what the media pressure says. Here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to be 100 percent committed to what we're doing here in the building, 
or, you know, and then, you, and then your family, then this is not a team for you, you know? And it didn't matter who it was. It didn't matter who it was. You know, Antonio Brown, he got rid of Antonio Brown in 11 days. And he was like, yeah. yeah, you got a great talent, but I told you, just stay off the internet and don't talk about so-and-so and so-and-so. You did otherwise, you got to go. And, and, and that's the difference uh, where here it's 53 brands. Everybody has their own thing to do. Everybody has their own brand. Everybody has their own thing that they're trying to promote and sell. And I get it. I understand it. Shoot. You know, why you hot, you hot, monetize it, do what you got to do. But it's just a, it's just a different place that you just don't know. I mean, in Cincinnati, nobody wanted to be, nobody wanted to hear anything from out of Cincinnati. All right, let's take our first break, fellas. When we come back, let's talk about this game in Washington against that football team that has not yet been named. Maybe the last segment we'll play a little uh, fun question roulette with Chris Beam. Maybe we'll get him involved in the show since we only have three boxes on the show. Maybe we'll drag him in here and let him participate. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Join us for the next segment and find out on Hanging With The Boys. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And Otterbox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek. Let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Guacamole. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, Book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to Hanging with the Boys. 
Welcome back to SWBC Mortgage Living Room, Frisco, Texas. Adjust your cleats, adjust your pads, even adjust your helmet, but seriously, don't adjust your underwear because once it's seen, it cannot be unseen. Tommy John's fabric keeps you cool and dry on the field or in the stands, and now they even have loungewear. Yeah, man, loungewear. Shop your underwear at tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys for 15% off your first order. tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys kurt i need to give you these reads i miss you reading the underwear reads oh you do so good at it <laughs> now now that they're back I, I miss i miss hearing you talk about wedgies and junk and things <laughs> you like that are the only one who misses that nobody else <laughs> <wants to do. laughs> oh man all right so these two teams the cowboys and 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 the washington football team have a lot of similarities but on opposite sides of the ball. So Washington's offensive line is ranked 28th in run block by football outsiders. Thanks for that info, Kurt. And they have the worst running game in the NFL. You know, the Cowboys arguably have one of the best passing games in the NFL uh, up until this past week, but their defense is terrible. So, I mean, is this a team, Jesse, do you think we can – the Cowboys can finally stop a team by just sheer a team that's worse than they are on the other side of the ball for the defense. <laughs> Do you think this is the week this could fix everything that ails us, or is it going to be the other way around where we fix everything we the, that we ails us? Thirty-four points. <laughs> like, like that—that's the part that still lingers in my mind. Is that we gave the awful. New York Giants, mm-hmm. thirty-four points. Yeah, they're not. Now much you can better. say you you can say, hey, let's take seven off of the pick six. We gave the Giants twenty-eight points. Okay, like the Giants. You gave them more than they've been points. averaging every game in the first damn near the first quarter. <laughs> right. And their offensive and, line's worse. And and so like that's a thought that kind of sits in the back of my mind. And then I start to think about, hmm. I believe Ron Rivera is a decent head coach, is a good football head coach. And he's going to try to get things fixed as best he can. That's why he went to the move with Kyle Allen. Um, I, I, I got to be totally honest with you. I have to be totally honest with you. I don't see me picking the Cowboys to win another football game, like, for a while. And that's, yeah. that's a bad place to be, but I, I, I just... Like, I try to find ways to say, okay, where, where can this team win a football game at? Like, where can this team have a, a distinct advantage where I'm comfortable enough with going in saying, oh, yeah, we're going to dominate that area of the game. I, I, I don't see it defensively. We're now, we're now talking about now being to our third string worth of backups offensively on the offensive line. Um, and I know that Zeke is working through his things, but I, I do think – this is going to bother him mentally. Like you're going to see a different type of runner in Zeke for a little while. And then I think about the one advantage that we may have is, is in our receivers. Well, then I say, well, how will he get him the ball, right? Will he hold the ball too long? And then I think to myself, what can we do at anywhere across the board to give ourselves a significant advantage? And I, I struggle finding it because we're just so deficient in so many different areas across the board. And it makes it, it makes it tough to even evaluate 
a team like this, it makes it tough to even say where are we going to hang our hat at because nobody knows. They don't know what the we thought the identity of this team was running the football, and we can't do that, right? I think Zeke's <laughs> averaging like less than seventy-five yards a game. What? Right? We think you know, hey, it was passing the ball. Well, Dak, who still leads the league in passing yardage, even in, <laughs> even though he didn't play last week. Well, as can Andy Dalton get the ball to the weapons that they need to get to because we can't block up the defensive front long enough for anything to do past five to eight yards. So it, it just it, it's it's going to be a tough game to watch, and it's a tough it's a tough game to evaluate and try to predict what's going to happen positive for this football team. Yeah, I don't see how. Like I think the the most of the uh, you know the Washington's ground game is up the middle i mean they just want to pound it through there and that's our maybe weakest spot is our defensive line middle so you know if i'm washington i just do the same thing everybody else has been doing just hammer it in there and prove you can stop it and i don't know i'm kind of unfortunately falling in line with jesse in that it's going to be hard to pick them to win until you see some kind of life out of this team Mm. Mm. I know. That hurt, so that, bring it back, that, bring it back around, Shannon. Give us something positive. I, 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 How are they going to beat this team? You know, I, I, I mean, the way you beat this team, I think it's simple this week. To be honest with you, I think you got two bad football teams that are struggling, that don't really. I mean, you've got an identity, but it's kind of a vague identity because I think the Cowboys' identity is the offense. Nothing you're doing specifically right now is the identity of the offense. I think Washington, the identity of that team is obviously the defense, but nothing really specific. Their front seven is, I guess, the identity there. You got two teams that are struggling. I think whoever wins the turnover battle, because if you fix the turnover yeah. battle on the Cowboys side, like you probably win one or two more games, and the two games that you won aren't even in question. You, 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 you beat those teams. So I think as bad as these teams are, whoever wins, if you wind up at the end of this game in the positive on the turnover battle, I think you win this game. So hang on to the ball. Now, that's if you can keep Andy Dalton upright, if they come up with a little bit of a, a scheme to get the ball out quicker. Cause if- <laughs> and, see, and, see, and, that, and that's, my, and that's what my dilemma. I look at it and say, okay, Let's take our two head coaches and let's look at them as being like two assassins, two like top level assassins. Right. You got Mm -hmm. Mike McCarthy, who is an offensive and assassin. And then you got uh, Ron Rivera, who is in a defense and assassin. Right. River Riverboat Ron. I love him. (laughs) and, And so my thing with that is, is if Mike's weapon of choice is going to be offensive, and Riverboat Ron's weapon of choice is going to be defensive. Ron wins. Which, which one of these mm-hmm. two has the best equipped combat gun to, to finish the job? Mm-hmm. And when you look at it, what they have defensively in Washington up front with all those guys in the front seven and, and Holcomb and other guys in the, at their linebacker, they're... They are better equipped and more healthy to to win at what their coach is good at opposed to what we have and what our coach is good at. If you told me I had Dak, then I'm like, let's go. 
Right. I, I will figure it out. But yep. now that we have Andy, we have the backup to the backup to the backup playing, and our strength is offense, we, we, we don't have enough of the bullets to do it offensively opposed to what they do well, and they have their bullets there. So like that's the part when I look at it and I go, okay, yes, we're both deficient on each side of the ball, but if it came down to having to hang your hat on one thing, the football team of Washington with that front, that front line, that front defensive line, that front seven, they are more equipped to go into battle and win with that, with their style and their head coach, than we are with ours and what we have available. Yeah, and I, I, Kurt, to answer your question, the one thing I, I think that gives me a little bit of hope, not a lot, but kind of reinforced it last night talking to, to Dat Wynn was – you know, he thinks that this defense is going to progressively get better. He thinks some of the issues of, of what you're hearing, the communication, and then people saying the coaches, you know, don't know how to coach, that that's a, a byproduct of them cha- changing the system, changing the scheme, um, and not being able to spend that time together at the beginning of the year. He thinks that's going to work itself out as you go. Now, will it be too late by the time it starts clicking? Is that this game is it the next game is it four games from now is it the last couple of games of the season i guess that's going to be the million dollar question but you know and that's another thing we brought up on the show last night didn't this coaching staff tell us at the beginning of the season that they weren't changing the scheme that they may throw some different looks in there but they were still going to run the basically the same scheme and hasn't the scheme changed from from what they were running last year on the defensive front i i think I know that they, uh, McCarthy, in fact, I think he said it yesterday, that they originally tried to add more to what was done last year. They felt like, you know, it was just too vanilla, the defense, which it was. But then mm-hmm. in week two, they had to dial it back down and make it and simplify it because, you know, of the confusion. They didn't have time to work on it in the offseason and stuff. So, yeah, I think you're right, Shannon, and hopefully that's the case, is that as they get more time with these coaches, with this system, they'll They'll get better. I mean, they have to, right? They can't get worse in the more time they spend in it. So, yeah, they hopefully can. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> they can. They can. Like, like, but they actually can get worse. Like, you can. We're, we're on a historically bad pace as we talk about this defense right now. They can. They can get worse. Mm. And it doesn't help when you have, like, the conversations coming out of the locker room about anonymous sources saying, this, that, the third about coaching and not coaching and teaching and not teaching and so on and so forth. So it, 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 it and, and the part where it hurts you at is that you come into this game and you're all row rowed and ready, ready to go. And then when they, when they, when a running back guts you up the middle for a 45 yard gain, you know what happens? Guys start looking around at one another and saying, oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. And you lose the fight and the fight's knocked out of you and the dog's knocked out of you. And so, yeah, things can actually get worse, Kurt. <laughs> it can, it can <laughs> actually get hear. worse. And, and, and if, <laughs> but the thing is, it only gets worse if players allow it to get worse. Like, that's when the leadership comes in. Like, that, that's the part that I, I just want. I want the players to be better in the sense of not just on the field playing better. I just want them to be better as far as leadership. I want them to be better as far as you know, doing everything that you can. Like, don't just, I said it yesterday, don't just come with the problem. Like, come with the problem and ways to work through the solution. 
because you mm-hmm. can't just come and say that doesn't work or this ain't it and have nothing else to show us. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you just can't do that because generally a person going to continue on with their plan because they're saying, well, what solution do you have? You yeah. got to have some solutions, man. And, and when I look at some of this stuff and, and you watch the film, you're saying, OK, you're telling me our scheme doesn't work. But here it is. You simply aren't getting off a block. Yeah. You know that's, what I'm saying? It's like, you can, well, fix, it was, you can fix the effort. I mean, that's something you can control is your effort. It's like, hey, if you got off the block, you actually would have been there for the tackle. Or, hey, if you actually went up the field and not inside, it actually would have worked. So uh, that's the part that just, it just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Hmm. Well, one thing I do know is we have to take our last break. And when we come back, let's have some fun the last segment. Let's do something we've never done before. Let's have fun Uh-oh. with Chris Bean. We're going to get fired now. We might. <laughs> oh, oh, we okay. might. We're going to let Chris Bean <laughs> throw a little question roulette at us. Stay tuned. Figure out. Nothing's off the table. It doesn't even have to be football. Let's go. Next segment, (laughs) Hanging with the Boys. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their Elevation Tumblers? And Otterbox Elevation Tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek. Let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Is your family a Cowboys family? Have you taken holiday photos at the Star? Was your wedding theme blue and silver? Have you convinced your kids them is spelled with a D? If so, every game day feels like a vacation to you, so treat it like one. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to Hanging with the Boys. 
Speaking of Hotels.com, hey Cowboys fans, what better way to spend Thanksgiving than a private suite at AT&T Stadium with your family to watch the game, the best game of the year. Head to Cowboys, DallasCowboys.com slash hotels for a chance to win a private suite, a free night's hotel stay, and transportation to and from the game on a private Cowboys bus, all courtesy of Hotels.com. And believe me, you want to be on that bus it is stocked with ice cold Miller Lite and several other delicious treats and beverages. You don't want to miss it. Go register today. DallasCowboys.com forward slash hotels. All right. We've got about five minutes in the show left. Let's do something do we, we never do. Let me ask this question. Do we get a chance? Yes. Since Nate's not on the show today, do we do we split his $10? Like, do we I think we get, get to buy lunch. <laughs> you know, $3.33 a piece. Yeah, we, all, we can't eat our ten dollars. We can buy well, lunch. That's right. We get one yeah. volume meal, yeah. cut it four ways. <laughs> and yeah, there's a couple the places you have ninety nine <laughs> cent burgers. You know, you know what? Those each each one get like at least one. Yeah, just some fries. We, you know what? Next next time we all go to dinner together, we'll just leave that ten dollars oh, as the extra go. tip. We'll there just leave that on There we go. How's that? Boom. There we go. Nice. We'll give back. We'll give back. All we'll right, back. all right, Chris Bean. I like it. You got four. You got four minutes. Have at it. Whatever Man, you want to ask us, happen. and we have to answer. Okay, Take Shannon, it away, my, Chris my first Bean. question is going to be for you, Shannon. <laughs> okay, the first question is, you you know, you know, started uh, <laughs> um, basically Dallas Cowboys Facebook and all that from scratch, okay? Correct? Yes. So mm-hmm. does that keep you Correct. up at night sometimes? I mean, just by like, you know, how, how, so what it progressed from back in the days to now, are you just shocked? Because, I mean, you you started it. Um, you know, I don't really think about it a lot when we first, when I first moved over from the merch side to, to head up or start our social media department, it basically, it was just Twitter and Facebook and it was just an RSS feed. So it was just a straight news feed of copy. And now it's kind of, we were one of the first teams to ever have a full-time person running social media. And just, to, you know, I'm, I have the privilege about once a year to speak to, you know, different classes like at SMU and, and things like that. And just to every year to see the presentation that I give progress and develop and all the new technologies and the new platforms to go from where we were about nine years ago. And nine years really isn't that long, that long of a time to go from nine years of where social media started to where it is now. And then if you can project in, you know, to what's going to happen in the future, it's, it doesn't really keep me up at night, but it's, it's amazing how fast technology has moved because it seems like the previous 30 years, everything was, you know, kind of in print and you had to read books and magazines and then the internet came along and then the social media was kind of like the reinvention of the internet. And since, since that happened, it's just, things have moved so fast and so quickly that it's, you know, I I feel like the old guy in the room now, whenever, we start talking about all these strategies and everything just because it's moving so fast and you know there's TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram and Instagram stories and and all that stuff so doesn't keep me up at night but it it amazes me how far it's come in such a short period of time all right so my next question is for Jesse so uh, I know I know what the best part of fourth and long was it's probably getting on the team and making that check what was the worst part of fourth and long? <laughs> Ooh. 
I, this is a two-part answer. The, the worst part was just being away from everything. Because they took away our cell phones, our, our TV, radio, iPads, internet. Like, we had nothing. 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 Wow. And so we had to get, like, scores of, like, uh, the NCAA tournament from the security guards when they would switch out. Like, hey, man, can you give us a rundown of the scores today? So that was the worst part. You couldn't call your family, be around your friends, be around your loved ones, or any of that for two months. It was, like, literally like jail. Um, but the worst, the worst, to me, the, the worst uh, thing that we had to do while we were there was one night, they took us to a field in South Dallas and they had turned this field upside down, uh, turned this field upside down. And then they had the rain trucks and they had muddied this field up. And we shot this episode at about two or three o'clock in the morning. Now imagine we're shooting this episode at two or three <laughs> o'clock in the morning. And the drill is you have, to, it's a gauntlet drill. You got to hold two footballs and guys get a chance. It's three levels. It's two defenders, two defenders, one defender. And you have to run through there without fumbling either one of these footballs. If you do, you get, you know, you get that's a, a point against you. And it's probably about 40 degrees outside. It's <laughs> cold as hell. <laughs> and you're soaking wet. You're you're covered in mud. And, you know, you, if you know about shooting episodes like this, it ain't a 10, 15 minute episode. You may see it in a 10 or 15 minute span, but it takes us four or five, six, seven, eight hours to actually shoot 10 or 15 minutes, what you see on actual TV. So we're out there for about five, I mean, five to seven hours in this mud going over and over. And I mean, we're covered from mud from head to toe. We're soaking wet and it's like 40 degrees outside. We're shivering, we're frozen. But again, the eye in the sky don't lie, so you can't fake it because everyone's going to see on TV that you, was, you, know, you were soft and you let a little bit of cold get to you. So that was the, that was the two worst parts about being, to me, on, on fourth and long. How often did you I think I did once. I think I, I, think I lost one of them. <laughs> do you, still get, do you yeah. still get recognized from the show? Yeah, every day. Do you, you really? still tell me, oh, I love the show. Wow. And, I'm, I, and, I'll, and I'll never get tired of hearing that, ever. When's the movie? Awesome. There you go. Approach, approach Jesse. Sony bought the life rights to my uh, story like four years ago, but they, they cut me a check like four years ago. They just never have done anything with it. I don't know. Hey, if Sony, they do, what's some, up? do something with it. <laughs> if they do something with it, you make sure that this show is a part of it. That's right. That's you know? Right. I yeah, want my TV. I want. I want. I want my. I want my SAG card. <laughs> All right. I got one more question, but we're out of time. All right, Beam. Last question. Oh, we're out of, we're out of time. <laughs> Kurtz, what kind yes, of dog please, do you Kurt. have that's always barking in the background? Oh, it's. Oh, it's uh, one's kind of a terrier border collie mix, and one is a uh, kind of a uh, lab mix. So they're both pains in the butt. I got a question go. for Kurt. I got a question for Kurt. You're not getting off that easy. If yeah. you were not, if you were not doing this job, what would you be doing? What would I be doing? Oh man, I have no idea. I don't Great know. Answer. Hopefully, I'd be working. Great answer. Hopefully, I'd be working in sports somewhere. My question man, for Kurt I, was: you know, most random fan well, okay, mail you ever got you on, when you were working for the magazine? Most random fa fan mail. Oh. 
Oh, uh, we got some scary ones. A couple, you know, we have a few wackos right in, and we have some, you know, with crazy trade proposals and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, the, probably the the ones that stand out are the ones that are kind of threatening and all that. So, you know, the magazine the security magazine was really big in the oh, prison yeah. system. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm serious. It was. I'm serious. It was. We had a yeah. big, big prison yep. subscription following there. Yeah, because they because they could they couldn't get mm-hmm. TV, they couldn't get you know cell phones, they couldn't get yep. internet. So it was really yep. big when they got rid of the magazine as a weekly publication. There were some heartbroken inmates that were just destroyed because of that. So <laughs> that, is that is true. true. That is yep. true. That's funny, Kurt. Kurt, would you be, if you could if you could be anything? Would you be a a rock star or a pro Ooh, baseball player? Oh wow, man, that's a good one. Probably probably a pro baseball player, but I've always dreamed about being a that rock star too. So, who's your favorite? But I'm too old now. Well, I was always Van Halen. So, that, oh still okay, trying to, all right. Still trying to get memories. I like this. We might need to do this segment every Friday. I like <laughs> I'll this get better segment. questions. Maybe we do this every, every once a week, Chris. I'll work yeah, on this. Yeah. Work on that. Maybe we'll bring it back cool. next week when Nate's on here. Okay. Well, Chris, thanks for contributing. Kurt, looking good yes, in that blue, man. That's a that's a good hey. color on you. Jesse. I appreciate it. Keep cooking, son. Keep cooking. Keep kissing them guns. Keep growing them. Good-looking poster behind you. Thank you, Wingstop. Thank you, SWBC Mortgage. We will be back tomorrow. Hopefully, hopefully Nate is not technically challenged again tomorrow. We'll have a full crew. <laughs> we'll bring it back to you live tomorrow. Same time, same place. Hanging with the boys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!